please turn in your Bibles to John 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. What a powerful statement. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and uh, how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you once again this morning for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who said these words. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. Lord, uh, there's been an old saying about you that has come down through the years, and I believe is, I believe is more true now. You work in mysterious ways. As I look back on my life, and for you to raise me up to do what I have done by your grace is mysterious and amazing. Uh, it's amazing how you use nobodies to do things for your kingdom. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for all of it is due your name. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family and all of us who name the name of Christ. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life 
financial and material protection and provision blessings that you have bestowed upon uh, me and thus my family and uh, all people who name the name of Christ to this day. And Holy Father God, all of the people in this audience who are believers in you. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray uh, that you would continue to have mercy and grace upon those who are saved in my family, those who are saved in this audience, those who are saved in this country and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, Lord, forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us. And fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. And put a God at our hearts, our minds, tongues, attitudes, and temperaments that you, uh, that we will not sin against you. Deliver each and every one of us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. And grant us, Lord, your grace, your strength, and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, <coughs> to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And uh, Holy Father God, help us all who are saved and who are believers in Jesus Christ in a real sense. Help us, Lord, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I thank you for a long run of preaching your Holy Gospel and preaching your Holy Word each and every day. And Holy Father God, I uh, for right at seven years. And Lord, I thank you for allowing me to preach your Holy Gospel and your Holy Word on a regular schedule for over 43 years. And uh, Holy Father God, I thank you for a great run. And I thank you for letting me know that uh, uh, I am due for some persecution. And thank you for letting me know ahead of time as you have allowed me to uh, uh, know about things ahead of time in the lives of other people uh, and uh, nations and churches and pastors and bishops. Thank you, Lord, for informing me ahead of time of serious persecution ahead. Uh, even with uh, people who are close to me. Uh, and, and they all know I have preached on the demonic spirit of Judas, uh, Lord, uh, 
for years and I see it uh, coming forth it's been in my wife for many years and now is uh, being passed on to other people in my family and uh, dropped down from other people uh, in our family extended and uh, it is a demonic spirit of Judas and betrayal uh, and foolishness and sin and an attempt to stop me from preaching your holy gospel but they they're attacking the whole counsel of God aspect they want me to stop preaching against the abomination of homosexuality so-called homosexual marriage so-called transgenderism genderism so-called drag queens uh, they're mad about that and everything that pertains to the LGBTQ plus legions of demons and uh, sodomites and they uh, they will pay off uh, family members and pay off friends to betray me and have done so uh, they also want me to stop preaching against uh, preaching rather your holy word about the man ought to be the head of the household and the head of the church and uh, and that women ought not to be in those roles and uh, uh, this is of course one of the main reasons why our whole country is messed up and the world is messed up and uh, the other thing they want me to stop preaching on is the demonic foolishness of so-called blacks black lives matter uh, I'm all, I know I've been knowing black lives matter ever since I've been born I love being black I love black so much Lord that as you know I've been wearing black suits all of my life uh, I was so pleased that my daughter uh, bought a black outfit my, my daughter and my sister-in-law Diane bought a black outfit to match um, for my wife to match my blackness I married a black woman on purpose all of my children are black and so I love black in the words of one pastor I am naturally concerned for black people because I am black but uh, I'm not going to engage in a Trojan horse uh, designed to bring in with it behind our blackness in the guise of fighting racism uh, two demonic things that are destroying this country these people are for homosexuals the leaders of the operation is are homosexuals and lesbians and transgendered people and and they also have included behind fighting against racism hatred for men being the head of the households and now we got men out here today I've seen several articles Lord as you know several uh, things on television and articles is uh, something's in the newspaper today men are lonely men are not having sex with women 
uh, men are not climbing the ladder of life as the women are and all of this stuff going on and men have been put down and uh, emasculated by pastors by churches by society by the government so so much men have lost their way and so holy father god uh, i refuse to stop preaching on these things and I refuse to stop preaching uh, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that you will throw out the demonic plots and plans and persecutions that blind people who don't even know what they're doing are trying uh, are listening to other people uh, uh, who don't know what they're talking about and don't know what they're doing. To fight against the, to fight against you, really, because I'm just preaching your holy word. Uh, but I'm no better than Paul. I'm no better than uh, John the Baptist. I'm no better than any of your other uh, prophets who lost their heads and lost their lives and lost their freedom. And so, uh, Lord, uh, thank you for preparing me for that. But I thank you that you blessed me to get some great shots in before uh, they become successful at uh, uh, quieting my voice. They, they want me to shut up, and they thought that I would be gone by now. Uh, but you have allowed me to see great victory on every front. You have allowed me to see great victory, and this is rare for your prophets. Many prophets did not, they preached the truth, they preached what you told them, but they did not see it come to pass. But you have allowed me in my short life, and you've called me to preach things and predict things and see them come to pass uh, on every front. And not any of my words, by your grace, and, and I'm so unworthy to be called by you to do this, as you know. And why you have called me to do it, I do not know. But none of my words have dropped to the ground, the words that you've given me, not a one. And you have allowed me to see it on every front. We have scored huge victories by your grace and might against the homosexual, demonic foolishness, transgenderism, foolishness, and madness and drag queen foolishness and uh, in this country. And uh, you have allowed me to see great victory uh, against uh, the demonic Black Lives Matter foolishness. You and I love being black. I, 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 you have blessed me to write books to black people and for black people. Uh, you have, for almost 20 years, allowed me to be the publisher, owner, and editor-in-chief of Black Christian News. Um, and uh, best-selling books, Letters to Young Black Men, Letters to Young Black Women, When Black Preachers Preach, and all of that. So nobody can accuse me of not being for black people. But I am not for Black Lives Matter. Uh, matter, and thankfully, Lord, other people have uh, been raised up 
including Kanye West, who's wearing a shirt right now that says white. Uh, people matter. White lives matter. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor uh, that black folks are standing up against this demonic foolishness in our society. And uh, Lord, as you know, they're paying off close people close to me to fight against me and to act like they're angry with me when uh, they are nothing but Judases who have been paid 30 pieces of silver. And they're mad because I predicted this persecution was going to come. And they're mad that uh, I you, you're telling me ahead of time before they even do what they're doing. Uh, family, friends, and foes. And I pray in the red, yellow, black, and white. Some of them are pastors. Some of them are so-called inclusive uh, pastors and churches. And Holy Father God, uh, you have blessed me uh, to win great victories over these people. That's why they are attacking me harder and harder. And not only that, some people who they tried to get to join them have turned back from their evil, from their from the evil aims of those people, and have repented and said, "No, I'm not with that." Uh, just from the preaching of your holy word and through prayer and I give you the glory, praise and honor for that. There are men standing up against all of this foolishness who were not standing up that much against it uh, just a few months ago. And so Holy Father God, help these people to realize uh, who are fighting against me, they're fighting against you. And Lord, I pray that you'll continue to thwart their demonic plans and, uh, and uh, uh, hinder them from hindering me. And uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that your holy gospel and your holy word will continue to go forward. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife, Marika White, and uh, Lord, any of my family members uh, who are acting like she has acted as a Judas, uh, cast the demons of hell out of them. That includes my children. That includes her mother, her aunt, aunts. And uh, it sounds like her sister Diane is saved. Uh, and, uh, and I pray for the salvation of her other siblings. And I uh, thank you that my wife, Marika White, uh, even though we had done this a long time ago, gave gospel tracts to all of her siblings yesterday, uh, which is a rare thing. I've never seen her do that before. And Holy Father God, I do pray. That goes for my mother and my two, two sisters that are living. It's just, just the four of us left. 
and uh, Lord, family members, friends, foes, preacher friends that uh, I used to, who used to support me and stand with me, them too. Lord, rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, Lord, from all of their minds. And Lord, I pray that they would just simply leave me alone. If they can't support the preaching of the whole counsel of God, if they can't support the preaching of the gospel, uh, Lord, please move upon their hearts to leave me alone and they never have to speak to me again or uh, never have to do anything for me again. I pray that you will drive the demons of hell uh, from their minds, out of their hearts, out of their souls and spirits, and give them a mind to just go their way. For they have been defeated and will continue to be defeated over and over again, even when they think they have won. And all I can do, Lord, is give you the glory, praise, and honor, and release it all into your hands. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that uh, you will grant me your energy, strength, uh, healing, and uh, uh, the unction and anointing and the freedom and the liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Word and your Holy Gospel regarding heaven today at this time and to also uh, preach and teach and pray through the devotional which we do every day by your grace and Lord uh, after preaching nearly every day for seven years if you want me to take a break Lord give me the sense to take a break uh, but the these devils that are fighting me are propelling me onward and so Lord I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I thank you for the persecution even from my own wife and from my own family and outside of my family which is bigger and more powerful and uh, but I thank you for it uh, as Paul said in your word uh, I glory in infirmities and persecutions and that's a that's a uniquely Christian thing only Christian people can even fix their mouths to say they are happy about infirmities and troubles and tribulations and trials and persecutions. Nobody likes those kinds of things uh, in their lives. We can do, <laughs> Lord, as you know, we could do without those things. <laughs> we can do without those things, but it comes with the territory, and we give you all of the glory as we uh, continue to tell the story, the old, old story of Jesus and his love by your grace. And thank you even, Lord, for that little rhyme. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you will save the soul of my own wife. Uh, she acted, uh, you have given her uh, a, a strange ability uh, when I'm attacked and and people trying to do a, a sneak attack against me. You have given her a strange ability to rise to the occasion uh, and and handle the matter uh, properly and right. In fact, she acts more like a Christian woman and submissive woman when her family 
does a sneak uh, uh, visit uh, without letting us know, which is totally disrespectful uh, uh, to us uh, for uh, we could be doing anything here uh, as a couple by ourselves and and uh, uh, or we could be gone but uh, she rises to the occasion and handles the strange uh, matter uh, rather well twice in a row so I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And, uh, and she supports her husband and stands with her husband against uh, her family's foolishness and uh, pride and rebelliousness and disrespect, which she has shown for the past 34 years as well. Uh, it's an amazing phenomenon uh, that is happening. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ still uh, because I still do not believe that she is born again and saved as you know Lord I want everybody to be saved um, but she does not act like a saved person behind the scenes and so I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I know this is not sweet evangelical talk uh, for sweet evangelical talk nowadays is lying and dishonesty and hiding and covering up things uh, making everybody think they have a wonderful and happy marriage when in reality they don't and they're already involved in many cases with somebody else and so Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ on this Sunday that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas Jezebel, Sanballat and Tobias out of my wife Marika White and out of all of her family, out of all of my family and out of all of my children because these things unfortunately pass down and when children get grown uh, they may have acted wonderfully when they, while they were younger but when they get grown and, be, and they're influenced by other devilish and demonic people in the family and other places and even in churches they turn out uh, and that you can see uh, these things crop up in them. They can't see it, evidently, but uh, you can see it, and I can see it, and I pray publicly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, the demonic spirit of Judas is heavy. The curse of the demonic spirit of Judas is heavy in my wife's family down the pike coming down from her father and mother, her aunts, uh, even Brother Madison called her Aunt Cynthia Lady Macbeth, which is a spirit of betrayal as well. All the way down to my wife, which is persistent even to this day, as you know, and as she knows, and I know, and as my children know. And, I th uh, and, and my children have it on different levels and uh, some are not as bad as others but I pray that you will help them to recognize it and uh, deal with it and as I have taught them and trained them and not let that prideful Judas spirit destroy them and uh, Lord I know this is again not sweet evangelical Protestant talk and prayer 
but uh, it needs to be prayed and needs to be said so that other families can be free to tell the truth as well. This is something that, as you know, I have been dealing with since the inception of this marriage. And I pray on this Sunday afternoon in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the ministry's sake, for the gospel's sake, uh, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife, Marika White. I pray that she will lay aside her pride and believe in you. And I pray the same for all of our family members extended, including my mother, my sisters, uh, her mother, her aunts, and her siblings. Uh, and uh, it, it was, uh, uh, and Lord, I do pray that all of them would come to know your Savior so that they can go to heaven one day and everything will be rectified up there and we give you the glory, praise, and honor for that because you're not going to have any mess uh, in heaven. And so, Holy Father God, uh, help everybody to seek forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ not only in our family but in millions of families that name the name of Christ and all of our families have lost people in them and saved people we hope and we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you will revive those who are saved heal those who are sick comfort those who are grieving and mourning and save all of the lost in this audience and around the globe and Holy Father God, I pray uh, that you will indeed uh, lift our burdens, cares, worries, anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears, and stress from our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will deliver us today, those of us who are saved in this audience, in my family, and around the globe. Deliver us today from all uh, tribulations and troubles and trials and, and uh, temptations, tests and tensions, and all distresses and afflictions. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ, Lord, in this world, from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and financial, uh, legal and student loan debt, student progress problems and troubles that we are facing. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that and I thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are and I praise you and I thank you Lord for that and that you have remembered mercy and grace as only you can do in the midst of great chastisement and rebuke and punishment punishment which we deserve so Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will bless and protect, Lord, our family 
and all other families in this audience, in this nation and around the globe who name the name of Christ, every saved individual, we are including them in this prayer. We pray for the millions who are lost in sin to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have your Holy Spirit not to give them rest until they come to know your Savior because it is time for us to get our house in order and to prepare to meet our God uh, and help everybody to realize that. And Lord, I pray that you'll bless and protect those of us who are saved from ourselves, from our flesh and from the devil and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world. Thank you for leading me to pray that, Lord, for, uh, I guess, over 30 years now. And Lord, uh, thank you for giving me the prayers that you have led me to pray. And Lord, I still pray the prayer you gave me that before the plague, the coronavirus plague hit, which is still here, in which Dr. Fauci, Fauci is saying is going to rise again. I do pray that, Lord, you will prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. And Holy Father God, I pray that you'd bless and uh, place upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us today with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. And Holy Father God, uh, have everything we do here today and every day of our lives, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, to glorify your holy name, lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins and was buried and rose again. Those who are lost in the audience, help them to understand that today and to get saved from hell and saved to heaven. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and forsake. Amen. Come and go with me to a land where I am bound. That's the title of this message today. Come and go with me to a land where I am bound. I have already read in your hearing the Holy Scriptures that Jesus Christ left for us. In that passage, he said, let not your heart be troubled. That word let allows for the free action of your will. My beloved, whenever you see the word let, uh, in the New Testament, it allows for the free action of your will. That means that something that many sweet evangelicals and sweet 
Protestants and sweet Catholics don't understand today. It used to be taught a long time ago and understood. Yes, God will help you to do right. God will help you to not let your heart be troubled. But you must make the decision and you must make up your mind to believe his word. And he's saying that today, let not your heart be troubled in light of the fact after a while, by and by, you're going to be in a beautiful place where there's peace forevermore called heaven. Don't you worry, therefore, about a thing. Don't you fret what people are doing. All of the true saints of God who fulfilled the purpose of their lives that God gave them had enemies, Judases, Sanballats, Tobiases, trials, tribulations, troubles, a life full of all of that persecutions and may I say sometimes just look at the people in the Bible and what they went through Paul what he went through but yet he had the joy of the Lord even in a dark stinking muddy prison and wrote several of the books in the Bible that we read today not in an ivory tower, but down in a, a, a stinking, dark prison with rats. He, he had to write and keep an eye on the rat over there. Stoned. Almost to death. Dealing with false brethren. People who criticized him mocked him wanted to kill him always under the threat of death and then may I say just look around in this country and around the world what people go through that you have not gone through but you're about to fall apart and 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 faint and quit huh have you ever had to fight off two pit bulls off your babies? Excuse me. Okay. Uh, you need to start praying. That's what you need to do. And, and thanking God. Have you ever had to do that? I have not said this in writing. But I'm going to say this right now. And, and I mean this. I, I, have, I, have, I have preached on this. And t I've, I've said some things about this. Some of you people. You love your dogs like you love your children. Okay? And if you get the wrong kind of dog in that household, and that dog, listen to me carefully now, I'm telling you, that, those, that dog or those dogs will get jealous of those children. And behind your back, try to hurt those children. They normally don't go this far. They become jealous of your children you know why because they were the first two children and you called them your children the devil is a lie don't get mad at me I, I, I listen I've been praying for these people I've asked other people thousands of other people to pray for these people this is terrible 
And she's still in the hospital. And I hope she's not listening. Because that, that'll be painful for her to hear. But that's the truth. Some of you people. Especially some of you white people. You love your dogs like you love your children. And you call them your children. And you treat them like your children. And then when you ha have a real child. Look at me real good. That dog will get jealous. Can get jealous depending on the, the nature of the dog. There, there are some dogs who have a good nature. Who will protect the child. They understand, they understand that the child is a human being. A little, a little human being. That belongs to you. And they'll protect that child from you if you act crazy. They have, they have sense like that. But if you get a demon-possessed dog like pit bulls, they, you, you love on those children more than them. That's, and that's what I believe happened. I assure you, I believe with all my heart, they, they treated those pit bulls before the children came along as little children. Took care of them. Like they would take care of a child. Some of you, some of you people, y'all spend more. Listen to me. I'm trying to help you. You spend more money on your dog than you spend on your child. And, and, and so be careful. This is all free. This has nothing to do with the message. And then some of you wives kiss and tongue your dog more than you kiss your husband. See, let me tell you something about me, Danny B. If any woman kiss a dog, see, we can't roll like that. Uh, if you kiss a dog and, 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 and you tongue in the dog and the dog is tonguing you and all that right there, all that, you will never kiss me. Never. Never in your life will you kiss me. Not me. Some of you people love these dogs too much. I love dogs too. We had a dog. I never kissed the dog in the mouth. Now I believe some of my children did. I hugged the dog. I loved the dog. And I appreciated the dog. And I believe the dog was the best family member. That's a fact. To this day. And I believe it more now than ever. You hear me? <laughs> and some of y'all believe the same thing. The dog is the best family member in the house. The most dependable, the most loving, the most faithful. I don't care if you like it or not. I don't care if you like it. I know that to be the case. I remember when we would be driving long distance. I was not even, I was not that big on taking the dog in the car. I'm glad I'm glad my children convinced me. My daughter uh, Danielle would fix up her face like, no, you won't. <laughs> you won't be leaving this talk. No, sir. Uh-uh. That's that's crazy talk. As far as she was concerned, that was that was out of the question. Now, there are many issues when you take a dog. I mean, you're going into hotel rooms, and some hotels don't want the dog in there. Then you clean up after the dog, all this. But I'm glad she convinced me to take the dog. And she was not the only one. There was my other, some other children who said no. I don't think my oldest daughter, Danny, cared either way. <laughs>
but the rest of the children they and I, and I know my wife didn't want to take the dog but uh, you know what when I was driving late at night and everybody else was knocked out I mean knocked out cold even my right hand man my oldest son Daniel White the fourth who was probably my right hand man and my security guard Here we parking at Love's on the side of the road. I tell him, okay, you watch, okay, while we sleep. And you be a security guard. And I, I, I wake up and I look over to the right. He knocked out too. But Sal would be up. She would be faithful. I mean, Sal did not go to sleep like that. If she saw us sleeping, she would be up looking. What's going on out here? I mean, let me alert my family because anybody can come and bother us. And they all knocked out. And some, I, mean, I want to tell you something. Some of the best sleep I ever got was parked on the side of the road in front of a Love's or a truck stop. I mean, deep, good sleep. I told you, you people spend all that money on these mattresses. It's not, it's not about that. It's about peace with God, as Dr. Billy Graham said. If you got peace with God, you can sleep anywhere. When you ought to be watching, you ought to be scared. I'm in the driver's seat with the car on, and I can sleep like a top. I ain't worried about people passing by, walking in, walking out, looking at us. Could have robbed us, could have killed us. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying to help you. That's all free. You don't have to pay me for that. In the book of Revelation, chapter 21, and chapter 22, read it for yourself. Dr. John R. Rice says, it tells us something of this wonderful place, heaven, that Jesus is preparing for his saints. In the words of Dr. T.D. Jakes, Get ready, get ready, get ready <laughs> for heaven, man. It's going to blow your mind for millions of years. It's going to, I believe it's going to have layers of blessings that are constantly unfolding for thousands of years. Get ready, get ready, get ready, my beloved. Huh? Like I told you, I don't know... If God wanted me to preach on heaven this past week, I preached on heaven every day this week. And it's supposed to be what they call a sermonette, a little short message. For me, maybe I'm going on up higher. Or for you, I don't know why. He rarely has led me to do that. But for some reason, over the past two weeks, he was telling me, I want you to preach on heaven, son. I don't know if I'm going there in a few days. I know I'm not 100% health-wise. I know that. I know I have been advised that I need to stop preaching every day. And I know, and, and one of the reasons why I haven't, because I know there's some devils who would like for me to stop preaching. <laughs> he's gone for. How long he going to be gone? <laughs> I know that some devils would love to see me stop preaching. But uh, uh, get ready. That's what you need to do. 
I'm ready by the grace of God. And I don't deserve to go to heaven. But I thank God for the joy and the privilege of knowing that. Because I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is preparing for his saints the holy city, that great city, the holy Jerusalem. Oh, the shining pardon me. Oh, the shining brightness of it, having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. I want you to get into the groove, into the mindset of heaven, because if you're born again, if you're saved, that's your next stop. You're going to go immediately up to heaven. A literal city with walls of shining jasper. Glory be to God. This is beyond your imagination. 144 cubits high. The streets are pure gold like transparent glass. That's the purest gold in the universe. You hear me? You can see through it. it was, it's so fine. And the foundations of the wall of the city are decorated with every kind of precious stone. The city has 12 great gates, each one a pearl. The wonderful city is 12,000 furlongs. KJV square. There are, and, and so we know that it's not going to be a planet as we know it. As some people have suggested. There are 10 furlongs to an English mile and eight furlongs to a Roman mile. Okay? So that city far surpasses all of the great cities of earth in size. It is 1,500 miles long. Amen. 1,500 miles wide. Glory be to God. 1,500 miles high. You talk about a skyscraper. You talk about a huge place. Oh, the gleaming beauty of that wonderful place. A river runs through it. A river runs through the city coming out from the throne. Notice what the Bible says. Now, make it, make, I, want, I want you to get this in your mind. I want you to understand this because this is how you need to understand this because this is how you need to be praying to God. Uh, running from the throne of God and of Christ. Amen. 
And so you need to understand that when you pray to God, you're praying in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is sitting at his right hand, as the Bible says. Okay? The throne of God and of Christ, and on each side of the river. Glory be to God. I'm getting ready, as the old folks used to say, I'm getting ready to get uh, uh, happy. But I have to calm down because they, they, they're concerned about my blood pressure. I have to calm down. Side, and on each side of the river are the trees of life, which bear twelve kinds of fruit and bring forth their fruit every month, and whose leaves are healing leaves for the healing of the nations. The river is the pure water of life my friends, without a germ. Are you hearing these constant commercials these lawyers are running all over the country? Even a, a lawyer who deals with truck accidents, he's even running, trying to get some of that money. Evidently, billions of dollars have been set aside for the poor soldiers. Uh, at Camp Lejeune, Camp Lejeune uh, in Jacksonville, uh, North Carolina, which I'm familiar with. For some reason, they had bad water uh, on that base. And many people have gotten sick and died from it. And so lawyers are trying to find people so that they can get uh, some money for the illnesses, kidney problems, all kinds of cancers and death and everything else. Well, this water right here is pure water. You don't have to go down like we have to do. And we have to go to the well. Where we live at, the water is so bad, uh, they started a, uh, somebody started a water company that has its own building. I'm not talking about the little water thing in front of a grocery store. I mean, they have their own building. They have workers who come out and, 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 and put the water in your container and then put it in your car. Because the water is so bad, we can't drink our water here. And I'm, I, I'm a sensitive man, meaning that when it comes down to water, I have to have pure water because if I drink water out of the faucet, I get sores in my mouth. I, uh, it makes me feel sick. I, I, I anywhere, anywhere. I and I have not even had any of the water in this where I live at here. I've been living here quite a few years now. I haven't had any of the water out of the faucet. And my uh, and 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 my children, when they were living with me, they never had any. We we went and got our water. We went to the well. And they have these little sticks you can buy on Amazon. I have two of them. You can check and see the purity of the water. It's an amazing thing. But you won't need the stick in heaven. The river is the pure water of life without a germ and without a stain in it. But clear as crystal. I say clear, get it now. Get it in your mind, clear as crystal. No doubt, we saints of God will eat the fruit 
and drink the pure water in real bodies. Okay, this is a literal, okay, uh, a literal place, literal water, uh, nothing nebulous here, L literal f food to eat, real bodies, our feet will walk upon those streets of pure gold. When you look down, you can see the other places down there. You don't have to worry about it because nobody can do anything wrong, so you're not going to see anything wrong going on. Hands will touch the cheeks of our loved ones who were born again. And you're going to be so giddy and happy that you made it to heaven. Any problems y'all had in the past, uh, you, 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 you won't, even, won't even think about it. God will solve all of that. I don't know how he's going to do it, but it'll be resolved. And you'll be, you know how it is. And when you finally get to where you think you need to go and you have won the victory, uh, the people that you had some problems with, you won the Super Bowl and 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 you went through it and you, you came out on top, you just say, you know, basically without even saying it, everything's forgiven, everything's over. We're the Super Bowl champs. And the greatest Super Bowl of all time is going to heaven, if you will. Our arms will embrace them again. Uh, God knows how to fix it now. Don't, don't you worry about that. But you just make sure, here's what you need to make sure. Make sure that you don't have anything in your heart as you're on your way to heaven. Make sure as you have asked God to forgive you, you have forgiven others. And when you get to a certain point in your Christian life, my beloved, the forgiveness is automatic, just like God's forgiveness is automatic. He wants you to acknowledge your sin. He wants you to confess your sin. But the forgiveness is automatic because it's already been taken care of. And you ought to have that in your spirit. You ought not to be walking around mad at people, bitter at people, angry at people, trying to conjure up some foolishness. Bogging your life down. God has, God has blessed you tremendously. Here you still mad at the devil over something that happened 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever the case might be. Now, you're not a Christian if you can't forgive people. And it ought to be easy. Easy like Sunday morning. That didn't sound like Lionel, I know, but it's easy like Sunday morning, for real. In your marriage. See, the reason why many of you people are headed towards the divorce court right now you're in the throes of divorce right now you know why because you ask God to forgive you and God forgives you of stuff that you don't even ask him to forgive you for but you can't forgive anybody else you know why because you're lost and on your way to hell you don't you don't understand that concept see and that's why you're divorcing because you can't forgive anybody and, and, and as I said at a certain point, the the forgiveness is automatic. They don't. They should apologize. And like in my wife, okay, my wife and I, uh, I have always told my wife, "You need to apologize." She has never apologized for anything on her own, except for one time when my two daughters were getting ready to leave. She she she. Uh, hit me up and said, uh, excuse me, Daddy, she was helping me get ready for church to preach. Excuse me, Daddy. Uh, 
She was putting my shoes on. May I say something to the family? I want to apologize for not being a good woman, a good wife, and a good mother. Now, I knew then that God did something in her heart because she's so Jamaicanly proud. God had to move. She was so shaken by those two girls that I had raised pretty much by myself with her in the house. They really don't even know each other. Uh, that she uh, she she felt moved to apologize. So all of the other times I had to make her apologize to me and to the children for stealing stuff from me and then lying on the children and stuff like that. You got to apologize. You see, you can't make things right unless you apologize. Now, as far as my forgiveness. For most of our years married, it's automatic. But you still got to apologize. Jack, got to be. Got You got to do it. And see, some of you men have allowed these things to build up. See, that, that prevents things from building up. You ought not to be trying to go to heaven and you got a whole bunch of unforgiveness built up in your heart, mind, soul, and spirit, man or woman. Some of you people are mad about things that happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And I say, let me just say to my, uh, my family and say to my daughters, they never had a mother who loved them and cared for them. That's just the reality. And so my daughter, Danny, and I, I gave her permission to do it after she left. I said, do you want to contact my mother and them, uh, your mother's mother, you do what you want. You're grown. You're on your own. But in their search for a mother to love them and to care for them, and she's trying to do it even for her siblings because all of them missed out on that. They're getting bogged down with all of that family foolishness and talking about this and that and that, and they're getting bogged down in their lives when they need to be soaring. Okay, if you if you can meet somebody or greet somebody and let them know I'm doing fine we're doing fine and my uh, wife's sister came by yesterday Diane and had a much better spirit than her mother and her aunts and uh, and she said the children are wonderful I told her I told her the truth I raised them by myself she said all seven of my children are wonderful children wonderful children And and I and she's the only one in the family who has said that. You see, and I and I told my sister Diane, sister-in-law Diane, I told her that uh, God led me to not uh, to to not have my family or my wife's family involved in my raising my children. That's why they never went down for the summer and all that. You know how some people do. How they did me. Now let me tell you something. You leave your children down in Florida with your cousin, with their cousins and the other devils, and you up in North Carolina, New York, somewhere doing something. And I, I can tell you, ain't no telling what your children are doing. I can tell you that. I remember one summer when the song "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay." Wasting time. That, that was the summer 
uh, that my parents did that. That was not a good. I mean, it was a fun summer, but that was not good as far as uh, morality is concerned. That's a fact. I, I can remember doing some evil things. But I was young. Uh, that summer with my cousin smoking cigarettes. We'd go get somehow get some cigarettes and smoke them. Almost burned the house down. All of us had girlfriends, boyfriends that we were seeing and trying to do something. Oh, beautiful days. Beautiful, sunshiny days. But evil. And very dangerous. I, we didn't do that. I didn't do that with my children. And when I went to go preach in the church, all of all of my children had to sit by their mother. They never went to the nursery. Uh, no. Unless my mother, like in my in the church that I pastored, uh, unless my wife was back there with them, and she was the head of the daycare or the other nursery that at that Sunday or whatever, they can be back there with her. But my children have never been left in the nursery somewhere. Okay? And I never I never left my children down there with my mother or uh, down in Jamaica with her family or her mother in Atlanta, none of that. And and, and, and quite frankly, uh, that generation of grandmothers, they were not really interested in that anyway. And I knew it. My mother was not interested in it because she was a big boss. And 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 uh, my wife's mother was not interested in it, and, and so that didn't even come to my mind. And I told my sister-in-law Diane yesterday that's the reason why I did it, because of how what kind of household she came out of, my wife, and what kind of household I came out of, hellhole households, with no order and children are allowed to do whatever, and they left by themselves and all that. Nope, I never, I never did. That's why when my children got grown and they were ready to leave and so forth, uh, I had complete peace about it because I did all I could to raise them based upon the Word of God. To this day, I left it all on the field. And they may have some misgivings uh, uh, about the fact they didn't have a mother because when you don't have one side of that, it affects everything. And so I'm telling my daughter Danny, I'm telling my daughter Danita, uh, and Danny is, my oldest daughter Danny is more optimistic like I am, and she is not a complainer and a whiner. So for her to even get that way, the devil and somebody else has made her that way. My daughter Danita, my daughter Danae, my daughter Daniqua, uh, 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 and my son Daniel, the fourth, uh, more they have a more of a spirit of complaining and whining about things. Uh, uh, Daniel Ezekiel, as long as he can get to do what he wants to do, he doesn't care. And my daughter Danielle is a more optimistic kind of a person. Uh, just, just the, the, that's just the nature. And so, uh, any negativity that's coming through my family I believe is coming from the devil and other people in the family and other people in their so-called uh, uh, inclusive church and from that anything could happen okay and, I, and I'm saying to all of my children right now 
Don't let yourself get bogged down with this demonic foolishness. Help each other as much as you can as you're doing and and separate as fast as you can and go on with your life and do what God has called you to do and be happy in Jesus as your father has been all of these years to this day. Because when it comes down to so-called extended family, I'm not going to get bogged down in that mess with you. I raise you a certain way for a reason, to avoid all of that garbage. People all caught up in family. Um, family is more important than God. Nobody is obeying God. Everybody's uh, got lesbians and homosexuals. Uh, everybody's hair is cut short uh, like they lesbians or something. Some mess going on. Uh, I'm not gonna get bogged uh, bogged down with that, with you, and I love you. But I, 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 I love you so much that I raise you out of love, God's love, and my love for you. And I love you so much, I want you to be free. Free. You, you're free. You don't have to be bogged down with that foolishness. If you want to say hello, I'm doing fine, and we have lived, and we have survived, and, and God bless you, we're praying for you. And are you saved? If you're not saved, here's a gospel track. Or here's how to get saved. And all right, God bless you. I'm off to the Bahamas. I'm going to live my life for the glory of God. I'm not going to get all bogged down. I'm not going to let you uh, attack my father uh, for the good things that he has done. And you are saying yourself, uh, we turned out great. So give the man credit where credit is due. Anyway. Every longing will be satisfied in heaven. Heaven, You will not want for anything. I, and here's something I believe about heaven. I believe that, and I can't prove this, but all of, th th there's certain things that hit our minds and our hearts and our spirits while we're on earth. And, uh, um, Sometimes, you know, uh, I think about, I'm just sitting there, and, and for some reason a vision of quiet, beautiful meadows come to my mind. A peaceful scene, those peaceful scenes and uh, things like that. And, uh, some, and then some good desires may come. I believe that those are touches of heaven. That whatever, whatever they are, I believe that you will have way more of that in heaven. Now that's just what I believe. I have no Bible for that. Everything, all of the beautiful scenes and beautiful thoughts that come to your mind and, and visions and dreams, all that kind of stuff that happens to you while you're on this earth. All of us, and I believe every last one of us, we have those moments. They are fleeting. I believe 